Hi, I'm Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 36 of How, How Married, Married Are, Are You? All right. Go ahead. Okay. Now it's. <laughs> Was I late? All right, Chocolate Baby Story Time. Let's figure this out. Hmm. So, last week in the comment section, well, last week in the episode, you were saying how Yvette's not prepared for the How Married Are You part and the Chocolate Baby Story Time, and the people in the comment section started reaffirming your comments. So, I decided to start a notes because there's always stuff happening. Okay. I can just never recall because my memory is not that great. And I am so sorry, but all of my stories are about Raya Bo. <laughs> <laughs> you have more than one story. Dude, look at all these stories. It's all Raya. Okay, go ahead. I'm just going to choose one. Um, <laughs> Say it. It's so bad, and I feel so bad for laughing, but I'm going to share it with you guys because it was so funny. Actually, can I just share two stories because I have really two good ones. Okay. The first one I'm going to share is... So the other day, I don't know where we were, but Raya tells me, mom, that girl looks like Elmo. Y'all, I look up <laughs> and she actually looked like Elmo. Where are you guys I at? I don't remember. <laughs> My other story is kind of hilarious too. I, um, I served Raya his dinner. And on his plate was some broccoli. And when I put his plate down, he said, Mom, I'm sure this broccoli is going to kill me. <laughs> Man. And I was like, Ryan, just eat the broccoli. That's crazy. Oh, he's funny. My, my chocolate baby story time is about Theo um, <laughs> this week. Someone basically told Theo that he was famous. Oh, yeah. And so we, Yvette was like, you know, pawned off the conversation to me <laughs> i do that often yeah and so uh i had the opportunity to explain to theo why people call him famous and what does it mean to be famous and how he's not actually famous yeah how he's not famous um because you could kind of see the pride shifting in the young man as he was like someone was admiring him because he was famous and he didn't even know what the meat what it meant but he liked it and so i got to have this long conversation with him and if you want to check that video out Check out the short virgin on um, the, sh the, the short virgin Theo. <laughs> Check out the short uh, version of the story on belief and fatherhood on YouTube. And if you are a patron supporter on Patreon backslash BIF, uh, patreon.com backslash BIF, you'll find uh, the extended episode of belief and fatherhood. It's about 30 minutes uh, where I basically try to break down what is fame to Theo very interesting concept, but um, I think I had a good time doing it. Mm -hmm, you did good. Yeah. So now we're going to hop into our words. Of, shoot, sorry. Now we're going to hop into <laughs> our words of affirmation. Babe, you want to break down what the words of affirmation are? Yes. Words of affirmation is your opportunity to tell us what keeps you coming back each week. Why are you listening to How Married Are You? Um, why do you tell your friends about it? 
And yeah, so hopefully you are sending those to us via the DMs on Instagram or you're leaving voicemails on the Anchor app. Another way to affirm us is by leaving those five star reviews along with a written review on um, whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. So yeah, we appreciate all of you who have sent in words of affirmation. Each week we get to actually pick from several. So it's fun that. They keep on coming in. Yeah, it's always a treat to hear your voices um, because you guys basically listen to us all the time. So it's nice to hear you yeah. back. Um, and this, these words of affirmation are from Elizabeth. And so Elizabeth is basically talking about her experience listening to the last episode mm. of How Married Are You? Which if you haven't listened to that episode yet, <laughs> stop right now. Go back and listen to it uh, because I think it's definitely worth your time. Uh, so thank you so much, Elizabeth, for these words of affirmation coming up to you right now. This is Elizabeth. I am residing in Michigan and appreciate this podcast so much. I just listened to the last episode. Thank God. It is not the last episode. I'm literally thanking God. Um, And I wanted to affirm you both for your openness, your transparency, being so raw. Online and without even knowing where the conversation was going to go, that takes guts. Um, And I'm thankful to see that example of how to navigate real conversation about what's happening on our hearts um i am single not married have never been married and want to be married one day um and i'm continuously gaining insight from the two of you so thank you thank you thank you thank you for um just living your story i also wanted to say um wanted to affirm y'all for bringing online a, a topic that you brought offline. Um, in the last episode, you're talking about the leftovers and almost didn't talk about that on air. Totally respect why you wouldn't, um, but I wanted to thank you for bringing it on air. Um, that's actually something. So, so, so navigating, you know, giving other people my best and not giving my family my best. Um, that's something that I've seen in myself and. Um, so listening to you communicate and talk about it gave me perspective that I hadn't had um, and perspective that is helping me with being aware of how I've been spending my energy. So just wanted to say thanks for bringing that online because that really spoke to me. All right. And we are back. All right. So <sighs> before we left um, last episode, we're back. We're That's back. a testimony. We're back. And <laughs> we might seem a little drained today. Well, I will seem a little drained. I'm drained too. Because we have been talking about the last episode over and over and over again. Um, and basically discussing some of the comments that were left on the last episode. And so today we are going to respond to some of your um, critiques, uh, some of your um insights and um you know some of your thoughts and concerns um so yeah babe i'll let you take the wheel here 
We're still together. <laughs> I think uh, I love the comments that were just really appreciating how we communicate mm -hmm. because it really was a treat for you to kind of be on the like the inside of how we get down as far as communication. Um, I think a lot of our conversations go that way in art. They sound like that. Um, but you guys really don't get to see stuff like that mm -hmm. because we really don't do that type of stuff often. Which was interesting to hear um, you guys say how it was nice for you to be able to see that. Which I honestly, when we posted it, I was like, I don't know if this is a good one to share. But yeah, I definitely didn't want to share that. Mm -mm. Um, but a lot of people were saying mm. that that the transparency helped them just kind of think about how they would feel in that situation. Or they just were kind of taken back by, by how we uh, communicated and, and discussed because mm -hmm. we definitely didn't come to a resolution or, or agree. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, go ahead, babe. Okay. I don't really know where to go from here, but to say, uh, yeah. So um, today I posted one of the comments that I thought like really on our Instagram, I posted this comment because I felt like it really kind of encapsulated the heart behind why we even do this podcast. And what the comment said was, this was a wild ride, but I am extremely grateful for it. Although it was uncomfortable for me to watch, I realized that it was necessary for me to see that healthy marriages will still go through these issues in transitional periods and pursue a personal purpose. Thank you for sharing and helping to normalize healthy conversation and confession in relationships because silence would be dysfunction. And what I really liked about that comment in particular is that she identified our marriage as a healthy marriage. And I would identify our marriage as a healthy marriage. Would you? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway, I would identify us as having a healthy marriage. <laughs> um, and I feel like it's important for people to know that even though people have what's happening. Why are you touching my shoulder? My All right. So listen. Okay. I can't say that we have a healthy marriage because I haven't seen enough marriages mm. to say oh you got it you got it right you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying yeah um and i'm not all in everybody else's business mm -hmm. so i don't know <laughs> i like that i feel proud of myself for that but go ahead okay so anyway i appreciate the fact that she acknowledges that healthy marriages still have conflict like every marriage has conflict whether or not they are like super whether or not they're like, what's his face that wrote the five love languages, him and his wife, Gary Chapman and his wife, or if they're, what's the um, rappers that just had the issues? Cardi B and Offset? Yeah, them. Or Jay-Z and Beyonce? Who cares? My analogy was, I don't know if my analogy is winning anymore. I just lost it. But basically, like if you're a relationship expert or you are, having relationship issues you're going to have conflict because you're two human beings that are not exactly the same and you have differences of opinions and different perspectives of life and the world and whatnot big shout out to carly being offset i love them but go ahead what okay um and then i liked how she identified that we are in a transitional period and in pursuit of personal purposes I just feel like this person really had a good. Um, 
we are in the transitional period and in the pursuit of personal what purpose purposes Ooh. yeah there were so many um uh comments that i was kind of like <gasps> like i just was like oh that was spot on mm-hmm. <laughs> There were some comments that I was like, people were trying to get like, they're trying to get inside my head and insight or whatever. They were kind of analyzing me and what was going on. And I was like, whoa, I never actually thought Thought about about that. that. (laughs) That's wild. Like someone was like, yo, you're trying to fill a void. You're trying to get Yvette to fill a void that only the Holy Spirit can fill. Mm. And uh, that that your parent, that, that you may have experienced from your parents, but you need to rely on the Holy Spirit to fill that void. I'm like, you got all that from that. <laughs> That's a pretty awesome. Um, and I don't know if you're wrong, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the whole point of this is to really accentuate the fact that we don't have it together. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we are completely off, you know, on a lot of things. But the cool thing is, is that we're willing to be off together and that we're willing to work toward being on you know mm-hmm. uh and so i think you know we can talk about the comments but we had a whole lot of conversation you and i mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the the thing because mm-hmm. I, I kept trying to explain to you several different ways how i was feeling mm-hmm. without insulting you mm-hmm. and so should we talk about where we left off and i talked about suffering and yeah so when I when I posted that comment today, I was like, okay, so we're going to do a follow-up episode from last week's episode, and what is it that you guys would like us to specifically talk about? And the thing that kept coming up was this whole suffer in silence um, concept. And if yeah. you read the comment sections of last week's episode, which was 174 comments, the most comments we've ever gotten on Good an Lord. episode. Um, Shout out to everybody who watched it twice. <laughs> Some of y'all watched it and then it's like, oh, no, I need my spouse to yeah, see this. Yeah, I need my husband to come in and watch I this. love it, y'all. Thank you so much. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the comments were talking about this whole suffering silence thing. So I think it would be valuable if you would follow up on what exactly that means. He actually just, um, yeah, tell you t- just share what you shared. I don't know if I'm going to explain it the same way. I know because you did it so good before. Yeah, so. <laughs> to me. Um. So suffering in silence to me uh, was understanding that I know what I would. It's like choosing your battles. You know what I'm saying? It's like right now I can't take a redefining of trying to get you to understand where I'm coming from because there's a wave that we're riding and the wave that we're riding doesn't last forever. And so I know that we'll have more time after we get um, over this, we get off this wave. And so right now it might be best for me to choose to not like fight for this. Um, And I don't mean to say that I don't, I'm willing to like be quiet forever. um, But I am okay with not mentioning this for now because it it's too much like i can't i can't deal you mm-hmm. know um 
I think when you suffer in silence, I think people think like, oh my gosh, he's going to shut down and be quiet forever. And I really do. I've done it already. I've had to choose silence. I had to, I've had to suffer in silence in moments in our marriage because I wasn't being heard. And so if you're not heard, your voice doesn't matter. And I've had to live with that reality until you finally understood what it meant to hear me. Mm. But by that time, you were already in my shoes. (laughs) (laughs) So when I say that I know how to suffer well, Mm -hmm. I meant it because before I was with you, I was suffering in other ways, which always felt like service. And I think I confused the two terms. Mm. Um, but I know that I'll probably last longer under duress or pain. Not not in a way that you would because I believe that you're stronger than me in many ways. Um, where I think that when it comes to sacrificing for the greater good of the family, I would be, and I'm supposed to, um, be the suffering spouse. Um, and what that means is sacrificial, like I'm willing to sacrifice this conversation in this mood in order to wait until our relationship matures Mm -hmm. for us to have a conversation where you can, or you can be at a place where you understand. And that may, may mean I have to come alongside with, with a counselor or something or someone, Mm -hmm or find the ways, the reasons why I feel the way I feel. Mm-hmm. But I'm a very, like someone said, um, Glenn is high maintenance and I never denied it. Emotionally, I'm very, I'm very high maintenance. There's a lot of care that comes with me, right? I'm, I'm aware of that, but I also know that um, like I can also like go through more like sacrifice, I think. Not than you, but than most. Does that does any of that make sense? Yeah, I want you to back up though, because you said you confuse service with suffering and silence. And I want you to kind of um elaborate on that because I feel like there are a lot of people who probably do think that they're serving their spouse by suffering in silence or just suffering. But how do you differentiate between that? Because you said you think there's a difference. What's that difference? Yeah, well, um, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's like when you serve the community, mm-hmm. you sacrifice sleep. Eventually, you suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may be more of a process, but. I think I thought of like serving, like sometimes serving um, the family, like when you're, when you're a stay at home parent, it feels like you're suffering. (laughs) Like it feels like I am, I am here because these children need me and they will die without me. And though this always isn't uh, pleasurable, I know that the sacrifice will lead to, you know, more, you know, um, the growth of this human or, um, the progression of the family or whatever it is. 
but there's sometimes where I, I suffer in sleep. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm tired, you know, from the stay at home dad perspective. Or if I'm gone and you're sick, mm-hmm. you still got to be mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, when you were at work and I was sick, like, I don't think you ever took a day off because I was sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. my husband's sick. I got to take care of the kids today. What? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a thing when you're a stay-at-home parent. And so there is an element of suffering. Now, I don't think suffering is a bad thing. Do you think it's a bad thing? It don't sound like a good thing. Yeah, it don't. it's not comfortable. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, service is like, you know, to help someone. Mm-hmm. Um, sacrifice is to uh, forsake something that you love or whatever um, in order to, you know, offer the greater good of something else. But suffering just feels like I don't, I don't know how to communicate what I'm trying to communicate. Um, I'm not being heard like I need to be heard and I don't I don't know what to do. So therefore, I'll just be. And when I said survival is sometimes it's about survival, like being who I am and just being and not quitting and giving up. It's just the status quo. But if I try to always fight for you to get me. Mm. I don't know if that's worth it. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, maybe, maybe it's just not the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I could have explained to you. How could I have explained to you while I was a stay at home dad and you were working that I needed you and I needed you not to do the things that you wanted to do. How could I have explained that? in a way that you would have received it and been like, okay, I'll stop. I think when you started telling me that you felt like you guys were getting my leftovers, that was helpful for me. Uh It felt very like desperate and like, I can't survive off your leftovers. I need a full course meal Uh type deal. Uh And so that helped. That helped. I feel like that's when I really started to be like, okay, okay. I felt like you were offended. I was definitely offended. Uh-huh. But it also was a very good way of saying it. Uh-huh. Did I explain it? I don't know. I don't know how you could explain it because I'm trying to think of like, how could I explain it um, to you now? Because <laughs> you're suffering. <laughs> Do you feel like you're suffering? Um, I looked up the word suffer. To undergo or feel pain or distress. To sustain injury, disadvantage, or loss. To endure pain, disability, death. Damn. Well, that's... <laughs> I've definitely endured some death. I wouldn't say that it is that extreme. I would say... There's a there's a dying to yeah. certain um, aspects of who I am. Mm-hmm. Maybe even of who I am, I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I don't know how to explain that, but it's more of a 
uh, I don't know if I could say, I don't know if I would say that I'm suffering. I don't know if to say I'm suffering right now is an adequate um, way to describe anything that I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a sacrifice. Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Now, if I, if you were telling me like, yo, I need this. And I would say, I don't think you need that. Like if you were to say, hey, I need a day off or I need to go hang out with my friends or whatever. And I was to say, no, you're a stay-at-home mom. Do you feel like that would be suffering? Mm, I don't know if I would describe it as suffering. Uh-huh. It would just be more of a sacrifice. Like I can't go hang out with my friends or I can't have this free time to myself. Hmm. Right? But what it would be whack. It would be so whack. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a sacrifice. Who are you sacrificing? Why don't you deserve that time? I'm sacrificing the time. But I'm not telling you that I need the time. I'm just like, no, don't don't go hang around with your friends. Like oh, you need the time. You didn't give me enough context. Right. So like Yeah. I guess it's hard to explain, but I don't feel like when I say I'm like, I'd rather be quiet than to fight this battle. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's a big so deal. So earlier when you were talking about suffering in silence, you said something like, and I think you kind of said this just now, but I feel like you said it differently before, but you were talking about how there are just certain things that can't be said at certain times or periods of time because the other person has not is not ready to receive it yes for example like um and it's not and i don't want to necessarily break it down to like a maturity thing as much as it's a like their mind is not ready to receive it or their you know yeah it's more of a um it's more of a suffering in silence when you described it earlier it seemed like it was more of you using discernment um, to know that this just is not something that this person can yeah, take and, right now. Yeah, and I don't think, and, and the whole thing is like, like I was saying, like I can't fight this. Yeah. I cannot fight you. Mm-hmm. And so let's take it back because I brought this up earlier. Let's take it back all the way to being in the car and driving and on our way back from Dallas and we were talking on the podcast about we were talking on the podcast about you know you wanting to go to see your brother in Nashville and I was like I can't take that and I was trying to fight for myself but you were telling me that I was not being I don't I don't remember your exact I don't remember your exact argument but it was something about I hate this place. Um, I don't remember your exact argument, but it was something about how we, like you wanted to see your family and I was infringing on your opportunity to spend time with your family. And I was really trying to fight for myself then, Mm -hmm. you know, but there was a point where I was kind of like, I think I'm going to lose this battle and I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so, because you couldn't 
understand me, I, I felt like I was losing, mm-hmm. you know. And so what I was really asking for was the opportunity to lead. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to fight for my right to lead you, mm-hmm. you know. And similar to then, um, I feel like my like my plan is for us in the you know small form. You, you myself, Uriah, Theo, Anaya, and baby. You know what I'm saying? Um, your what are you what are you saying? Your plan is for what? I'm saying like right now, even in times, I'm trying to fight for the right to lead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm oh. saying like I'm trying to fight to I'm trying to fight for the right to lead and um I I rather I'm trying to I think I should just choose not to fight this battle. It may not be worth it. You know what I mean? In reference to you and like the hosting and thing. And so one of the comments was like, "Yo, like you keep saying you know Yvette, you know her, but you or no, you keep saying she doesn't know you, but you don't know her because you're not like allowing her to be who she is. And she's a party planner in this and this and this and this. You know what I'm saying? And I I totally understood where that person was coming from. Um and so for me, I was kind of like, I don't think that is what we need you to be. Yeah. So one of the things, um, one of the things that Glenn said to me that really kind of, I was like, oh, I get it type thing is like, okay, so just a little background knowledge. I'm in my third trimester of this pregnancy and I've just been exhausted. I haven't been able to do a lot of things. I've just been super tired. In the last couple of weeks, we had um, we had Easter and then we had another event that I helped to plan and in that time span Glenn saw me put in more energy and stay up late to do things for these events and he said to me the other day after we had um, episode 35 he was like I want you like if you're going to be chopping wood I want I don't want you to put it into other people's furnace to light their fire I need you to put it into my furnace to light my fire and that, ladies and gentlemen, was the light bulb moment mm-hmm. that went off in my head. Because I'm like, you're so right. Like, I, I can muster up this energy to do these things to serve these other people. Why can't I do the same thing for my husband, for my family? And I think last week I kind of talked about how some of those things come easy to me. It's just, it's kind of a... I know what I'm doing, so it's easier for me to do it versus when it comes to some of the things that I feel like Glenn would need me to do as far as concerning the business or whatever. It's kind of more so I have to figure it out. I have to work harder to figure it out. Um, And it's an element of laziness, I guess you could say, um, on my part to where 
I don't necessarily stay up those late hours or muster up that energy like I did. And and I I just got to stop you because I don't think I would care if you were just like, I'm sleepy, so I'm not going to do this or that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I think it was jealousy mostly. And uh, I and and so it came to the fact like, can you go back and say jealousy on whose part? On my part. Okay. Yeah, it was jealousy on my part. I was jealous of the energy in in like gusto, and and I'm saying like third trimester is hard. Mm-hmm. I've been through the church third trimester with you before. I know the symptoms of the third trimester. Mm-hmm. You are tired, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Um, you are like really trying to go through the motions and you're killing it at the house for being in the third trimester. You're killing it at the house. But when the event started happening, it was like, you were like on a whole nother level. Like you weren't even pregnant Mm -hmm. during the times when you were working Mm -hmm. for the thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is happening here? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, can we get some of that? Mm -hmm. And so Hence the leftovers. Hence, hence the leftovers. But I don't think it's leftovers. I think that's what you really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, I think that's just who you are. And I don't want to infringe on that. Mm-hmm. Even though I want it. Like in a very selfish way, I'm like, I want, I, I need that type of help or like, first of all, I'm like, babe, sit down. Don't do anything. You cool. You cool. You cool. But then I'm like, hold on. You getting up? You Oh, you. Oh, well, then let's do something. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you're like, no, 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 no. I'm not getting up for that. I'm getting up for this over here. And so I, I think for me, like, I'm just I'm I'm like logical. So I'm trying to, you know, assess like how we can find a certain medium. But I don't think. I, I just. You know, there's so much. There's so much because I don't think you can stop thinking about the community like you do. And that's one of the things that Glenn said, another aha moment. So we've been talking a lot, y'all, since we recorded the last podcast, but or since we put it out and since we recorded it. But one of the things Glenn said that was another aha moment for me is he's like, you value what you've experienced which is a village, a community of people that surrounded your family growing up and whatnot. And then he's like, I value what I did not experience, which is a tight knit family unit. And I was like, dang. Yeah. Like that is so, because he's always talking about how we value different things or how like, you know, different things are important to us and when he said that i was like wow so like just like as as a perfect example Uh we were just setting up for the podcast and we were looking at this house or you was looking at this house on (laughs) (laughs) on zillow and we're looking at the house and i'm like we got to set up for this podcast let's focus on the podcast right and she's like and when she gets to the backyard oh my gosh and i'm like yo that backyard looks like the same size my parents had like that. And she was like, and I was like, she was like, it's big enough. And I was like, yeah, for kids. And at the same time she said for hosting. 
And so once again, like she's like, yo, we're going to be the best party in town. Like, you know, and we're going to host. And, and so that togetherness of family is just like of, of like extended family. And not that this is wrong. And I don't think this is wrong, but I'm thinking about like, yo, who am I responsible to? Like I'm responsible mm-hmm. to you, Yvette. I mean, you, Yvette, Theo, Uriah, Anaya, and baby. Like that's who I serve. Mm-hmm. You know, the community benefits off of what I get from you and what I do through the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that it's wrong of you to focus on the community at large. I don't think that's wrong. But I, I like in hindsight, like I thought it was wrong. I just don't, I don't want to be this person. Like, I don't want to be the person that like feels like I'm entitled to that type of energy, even though I'm your husband, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, but I want you to know that like, I'm going to give you all of me, mm-hmm. like all of me, like you're going to get everything. And every decision I make through this business, through this company, like through everything I do, you're going to get it. And that's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So I think for me, like, as I'm trying to like, like figure out how to get you to understand me, (laughs) like, I'm like, you're not, you're, it may not be reciprocal. You know what I'm saying? But. I can't serve I can't serve everybody like I serve the family. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't I don't know what to do about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where to go from there. Um I'm gonna look at some of the comments again. I will say Um, I don't know. I it's it's weird because right now I'm like I wonder how people are perceiving me as an individual, which I know I shouldn't care about. But from listening to you talk, it does kind of sound like I value community more than I value my family, which isn't true. Isn't true. Um, like, and I know that. Yeah, I know. I just feel like I had to say it out loud. I guess I'm sorry. No, I didn't I, mean to paint that picture because that is not what it is. I don't know if that's the picture that they got, but that's the picture that you thought they got. Yeah, yeah, and that's not what I'm saying. I just I know, like, ultimately, I, I think I think what what I what I mentioned earlier this week too was like, yo. I know that you could plan parties. Like I've watched your families do that. Like mm-hmm. I know you're good at that. Mm-hmm. You know, but what I don't know is that we are going to love each other well until, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to build this thing? Mm-hmm. And so early on when there was a point where I was not working and I was supposed to be like a full-time student or something like that. And I was like, you were like, Go get a job at Target. And I was like, I don't want to work at Target. And you were like, you were trying to explain to me that I had to work wherever it is. And I needed to prove to you that I wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. And for me, 
I need proof that what we are building, because I feel like you challenged me in this. Mm -hmm. Like all this that is happening is activated because of something, a question you asked me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to like get this like see, babe, like see, see, and I feel like I'm closer to seeing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like I'm closer to seeing? Yeah. Do you? I yeah. do. I do feel like you're closer to seeing. I feel like, I mean, I'm kind of like, what else I got to do to help you see? So honestly, I do think we need couples therapy. And a lot of you guys in the comment section said that. And we acknowledge that. Um, however, our finances don't really, you know. Not yet. Allow for that right now. But we do have people we can go to in order to seek help. But what I want to go back to is when we did premarital counseling. Um, and I wouldn't like one of our major, one of our big things was when we were looking for a place to stay and you were like cool with an apartment, but I didn't really want to stay in an apartment. And, and then, I thought you were pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and that's the whole other story, but um, but when we went to our premier, our mentor couples in order to talk about that, we, they, there was this whole other conversation that came out about what type of home we would have. Like, would our home be one of those where the door is open and then anyone and everyone could come in and like, whatever. And, and that was who I am. Uh-huh. Like I have an open door home. That's kind of how I grew up. Like my mom's girlfriends, whenever they were in the neighborhood or driving by, they would just come on over uh-huh. without a phone call or anything. Just show up and say, hey, what's up, girl? You know, and like bring their kids with them. And and that's just how I've always imagined my home. Uh-huh. And so when you marry someone who doesn't imagine their home the same way, I can totally, well, I'm experiencing how it can be. Um, <laughs> yeah, like people come over and I just hide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we got company. I'm going in the closet. I'm taking a shower. Let Glenn, me know when they're he, gone. Glenn's like, wait, someone's at the door. Let me go get in the shower real quick. Yeah. Or it's been my bedtime right now. Or Yeah. Um, but I, I love that. I want my home to be a place where people feel welcomed and like, like it's their home. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, some people, you know, take advantage of that. And take it too far but you know the people that you love and who you consider your family your village or whatever you want them to be able to just come through your door and be there and uh-huh. um and i guess that's just who i am like even when we did easter or any events that we do like a lot of the things that i am personally doing like birthday parties baby showers whatever we usually host it at my mom's house um uh-huh. And I just look forward to being able to have a home where I can host. Yeah. And every time we do something, even when we did Easter, I was like, man, I just wish I could host. It would just make things so much easier. I also feel like it would be less conflict with us because everything would just be, (laughs) I don't know. I may be tripping, but I don't know. I feel like that's another element of us. 
Like there's a difference. Like what I was sharing before about how you said you value what you didn't have and I value what I had. Um, one of those things is like the open door where people can just come and be. Yeah. But I always mention that that's not how I am. I know. I never was like, yeah, I could get with that. I know. You know what I mean? So there so has to be some type of. So when am I going to come <laughs> on to your side? Right. When am I going to fully be? In is there a middle ground here, though? Yes. What's the middle ground? Um, I don't know. Oh, okay. But I know there is a middle ground. Okay. There's a place where I'm like, yo, there's probably going to be somebody over the house every Saturday. Because here is here's how I feel. Like, I feel like I will, like, it's kind of a mental health thing as much as it's other things. As much as it's not other things. Like, for example, like, without the village, without my girlfriends, if I were living in isolation from having a community of women that I get to do motherhood with or do wifehood with or just do life with, with lifehood with, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do well. And I see women who don't have what I have and how it's in affecting them. And I don't want to be like them. You know what I mean? Like I just, I, I value what I have and I know what you're saying <laughs> and I value you too. <laughs> like, I value the husband that I have. You're like, you are one in a million. And I know that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if I had to choose between my girlfriends and my husband, I would choose my husband for sure. I don't know. But at the same time, I don't want to have to choose. Am I allowed to say that? Say whatever you want to say, podcast. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to have to choose. I don't know if that's coming off right, but it's like, I need them. I need them to survive. You need them in my life. If you, look, I see your eyebrow twitching. You need them in my life for me to be a better version. Like, I know there are some people that you don't necessarily think I need in my life, but I don't know how to communicate my thoughts right now. I need to just sit. I, I, okay. I feel like if you want to take time to write it down, we <laughs> could take a break, <laughs> come back to you after this jam. You want to do that? I'm sure write it down. I mean, you think about it and we come back to it. But if, if that is what you're saying. How are you receiving what I'm saying right now? I'm trying to understand. <laughs> No. You're not understanding. I, I, I understand that there are basic things that you need in your life in order to thrive. And I understand how friendships can do that, but I don't operate that way. So I don't I wouldn't speak that language. Go ahead. I was going to say you don't operate that way, but is that the right way to operate? And then are is it is it possible that some people just don't need what I need? Well, you know, as far as a community is concerned, because I do feel like people need community and accountability and people who live in isolation are not doing well. Well, to some degree. And now when I say I need therapy, I really need therapy. Oh, yeah. Because we're talking about someone who the primary relationship in my life, you know, what I'm saying is a distant relationship. 
And so anybody who gets close to me, if they leave, I'm like, all right, cool. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have many relationships that I'm not willing to let go of. I'm super loyal. Mm-hmm. But if you have to leave and move away, I'll see you. And I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I'm right. Mm-hmm. I think I thrive in community. Right. Mm -hmm. I think I will thrive in community, but I don't seek it out Mm -hmm. because I don't I don't I don't know why not. You know what I'm saying? Because of trauma or whatever. Um, I would love to be as community based as you. And I think for a brief moment in my life, I was. Mm -hmm. But it turned into legalism Mm -hmm. and it actually pushed you away. Mm -hmm. So because I haven't been able to find a healthy way to do it. You know, I don't, it's not, you know, it's not necessary as much, mm. but as much as you need them, like I always tell you all, you're all I got, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like God and you, mm-hmm. like that's it, you mm-hmm. know? And so I honestly feel that I feel like, you know, there's, there's something about like, you know, being in you know, growing up in, you know, like abusive relationships that can make you feel like you're a burden. Mm. And so Mm. you don't need anybody because you don't want to be a burden. Not that you actually don't need anyone, but you don't think that. And so I'm sorry that you're having to pay the price for some of the trauma that I've dealt with. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think an apology is necessary. I just do. I do think that it's affecting you. You know what I'm saying? And so that is how generational curses work is that they mm. they frolic through the lives mm. of different people and they inhabit themselves in ways that don't look as bad as the previous version, but mm. it is bad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I don't know what the, what the cure is, um, but I do know that I'm happy that we can have this discussion. Um. You know, I feel sad, man. Like when I start to think about it, because I feel like we're getting into a, like another level mm-hmm. of our relationship because we don't talk like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't talk like this. And so I was talking to one of the patron supporters today who um, I, I was talking to him on the phone because that's kind of a perk I have right now. And, you know, they were asking me, like, you know, how do you guys have such authentic discussions? And I'm like, because it's the first time we're having the discussions. Um we don't really find time to just communicate like this. And this is what this podcast was kind of made for. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know, you know, how to fix this. And I think therapy is going to be, you know, valuable. Yeah, definitely valuable Um, because there is, you know, because as you're learning how to like stay at home mom and all that, I, I guess, I remember what it was like trying to do the business stuff by myself before I had the team and I'd spend, you know, you'd come in the garage and find me crying on the floor, you know what I'm saying, hard. Or I'd have a panic attack because I couldn't function. And I think having a team really helps that. So if your girlfriends are like your team in business, I get it, you know. Um, I get it. Um, but I wouldn't say 
that the team is necessary for my survival. Like you said. Did I say that? Yeah. They help with my mental health. So, I don't know. I don't know if I would say it like that, but they are definitely helpful. I mean, I'm sure. Do do you feel like having a, like when you were a stay-at-home parent, do you feel like having another man to talk to would have helped you to get through it more? Like even not just being a stay-at-home parent, even as a working mom, I needed these women in my life. Of course. I mean, I mean, well, I'm saying for you, um, I don't know. I think we thrive in community. I don't think we were meant to be alone. Yeah. Um, but when I, I but when I think about community, I think about you. Yeah. And I think about the kids. Mm-hmm. I don't think about because when I look at the older people or people who are like, you know, getting old, you see a grandmother, a grandfather, a bunch of kids, and great and grandkids and great grandkids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you don't see Sam. And Carol, <laughs> the names, the the neighbors or the friends that were, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, yeah, I I see your point there, but I I don't like I don't, and so part of me, the problem is I feel like I'm the issue, I'm the problem, because I'm like, oh, I'm needy, and I want to take on her time. And I don't want to do, don't want to do, I don't want her to, I don't want you to feel like this. No, that's not what, I don't feel like you're needy. I just feel like, I feel like I'm not speaking your love language the way, like I might be speaking my love language to you rather than speaking your love language to you. And I want to address something. There was one comment that said something about like, it's not okay for someone else to know your husband more than better than you know him or whatever. Yeah. And I disagree with that comment. Um, I definitely should be getting to know my husband more, but. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Like you get married to him and then you're married for four days. You know your husband. And now I know him better than. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It's a lifetime of getting to know. Yeah. Someone. And so I don't want you guys to feel like, I mean, so I just, I just feel like, okay, there are some people out there. There are a couple of people in the world that exist. that know Glenn better than I know him. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't, it doesn't offend me in any kind of way. I think as you're married to someone, we are constantly getting to know them because they change. Yeah. Like I'm not the same Yvette that I was when Glenn met me back in 2007 and he's not the same Glenn that I met. Praise the Lord, Jesus. Praise the Lord. You (laughs) (laughs) You wasn't all that. You had some issues. No, I'm just saying like, you know what I mean? Like praise God. We're not the same people that we were Uh and that we're constantly growing and evolving. And a lot of that growth comes from the relationship that we have with each other. Like I honestly feel like Glenn makes me a better person. Mm -hmm. He pushes me in ways that I've never been pushed. He makes me think in ways that I've never thought in. And 
I appreciate that value that he adds to me becoming the person that I'm like, that the Lord has created me to be. And I think that God specifically, like, I know there's, I could probably have made it work with other men or whatever, but I do believe just the way that our life has unfolded together that God um, definitely knew what he was doing when he brought us together. And so I don't know. I just, I just caution anyone to think that they really know their spouse. I think we can know our spouses well or our partners well or um, whoever well, but I think that um, we're, we're evolving human beings and there are things that we're going to continue to learn about each other over time. So. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, thank God, you know, the people who know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's not some other woman who's like, she knows me better than, you know what I'm saying? Well, it is another woman, but she's an older woman. I'm, no, I mean, <laughs> well, one of them. Is she's it. a mentor. Of yeah. Ours, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And, but it's not like someone who's like a distant person that mm -hmm. just gets me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have a relationship with these people. Right. Uh, yeah. And so, I don't know. I think you're, I think overall the comment section helped us process mm -hmm. a little bit because it helped us understand, you know, how people were visualizing us. I think that a lot of your own insecurities or your own projections of what relationships look like or men look like or husbands look like or what, like some lady was in the comment section like, girl, that sounds like an abusive relationship. You know what I mean? Like I was waiting for her to say blink twice if you, you, <laughs> you feel safe. You know what I mean? Um, if you feel unsafe. And it may be like hints of like, man, like I may have a little bit of something that reminds her of someone who she was with or something like that. But ultimately, you still got to have these same relation, these conversations mm -hmm. with whoever you're with or potentially with, you know. And I think that it's awesome that you guys could support us just even in the comment section because it mm -hmm. was a very wholesome it was um honest read mm -hmm. and i appreciate the level of uh care mm -hmm. yeah you know that you guys put into some of these words yeah um you know some of y'all had like five point <laughs> yeah some of you you know some of you guys were five paragraphs and yeah, it was it, yeah yeah, and and so, yeah, there were some really good ones in here, and I just was like, man, this is so good. And um, and if you are, um, if you haven't read the comment section of the last video, it might be good for you to go and just read some of the things that people were saying because it might be provide you with insight for your own relationship. Because I do feel like there's some good stuff there, and I usually get lazy with reading comments because after so many, it's like okay. But these ones all were very um, interesting. Yeah. And unfortunately, I didn't get to reply to everybody's comment, but um, we saw them. We read them. So we appreciate that, you guys. Yeah. Um. Oh, shoot. I lost my thought. There was something I wanted to say before we close. Sorry. Oh, I think I do want to just touch on the ways we communicate because there were a couple of people in there that kind of made it seem like Glenn was um, uh, 
what was the word they would use? Basically, like, like I didn't have a voice and like he was kind of speaking over, not speaking over me, but like, um, I don't know what you guys were saying. But what I want to say is that the way that I communicate, like Glenn, oh, that's how I wanted to say. The way that Glenn communicates is verbally, like the way he processes is verbally. So with him, he can speak. And as he's speaking, he's kind of processing and the wheels are turning. And that's when those profound things like I value what I didn't have and you value what you had come out. You know what I mean? Like those are the types. That's how Glenn processes. I process by listening, (laughs) taking notes and coming back and like reflecting on those notes and then coming back and conversing with him. So a lot of the good conversation that we had happened off the recording. Um, And I'm actually like super grateful that we did record that episode because I feel like it'll be good references (laughs) reference for me to be able to go back to. I've listened to it twice already. I'll probably listen to it two more times. Um, But I don't know. I just feel like every conversation needs to be recorded. And I kind of have decided that I will be taking notes. Um, I've already started notes since last week's episode um, of just some of the things that Glenn has that he says, because my memory is not that great. And he be keeping receipts. So I need to keep receipts, too. And I, and, I and think- these are like good receipts, like receipts that are like, OK, Glenn said this. What does this mean? Yeah. And and ultimately, like, though, like, though there is a level of like, you know, we're both like broken people, fallen people, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Who were redeemed by Jesus. Like, like I'm, I'm her mess and she's my mess. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So we are the Mm -hmm. ones that have to do the work here. Yeah. You know, um, and that these we are each other's issues Mm -hmm. and so though i may be like completely off in some respect there is a level of responsibility that she has because i'm her husband you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying and the same with me like if if that is if you know the things that you want to do if that's who you are and the core of who you are and you're like yo this is what gives me joy and this is what I want to do with my time. Then that is my responsibility to serve you in that way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like not like no one's wrong here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're just in a process. And so um, as we're speaking, like Eva has come a long way because she's never been able to communicate like she has in on this podcast Mm -hmm. like we've never forced ourselves to finish a conversation like this it just been kind of like you know like i'll say something and even i'll go (laughs) (laughs) stick your tongue out and walk away and i'll be like whoa dang you know and so for (laughs) it because we have this (laughs) and you guys serve as accountability (laughs) then you know we can finish these conversations Mm. and it really has let had it really has led to a lot of growth mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, and so when you hear me speaking and I may be a little bit more um, eloquent in the way that's like, I'm finding my feelings faster. Like I'm actually a lot. It's like I'm boxing and you know what I'm saying? She's trying to figure out how to, the timing of, of trying to box and stuff. So 
Um, mm-hmm. That's a good analogy. See? Yeah. But she, but she's definitely gotten a lot better. And so, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys for listening. <sighs> appreciate you guys for listening for this one. Yeah. How married are you? You tell me how married I am. What do you want me to choose from? Huh? Last night. <laughs> okay. Chill. Chill. I'll tell you how married you are. You want me to tell you how married? Which one do you want me to give? You want me to give last night or like four nights ago? I was thinking this afternoon. What happened last night? What happened last night? Last night. Okay. So that what happened? Who? Where were we at last night when we came upstairs? What? Was someone here or something, or we were just sitting down on the couch? On Monday? Yeah, last night. We were walking up the stairs, and Yvette was like, oh, I want to take all my hair. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, baby, you're going to take all my hair? You're going to take it off of me? And I was like. That was last night. All right. Like, I didn't really want to do it, but I did. And then I started taking out hair, and I'm just like. <laughs> Man, like I, I don't want to hear like no shade against black men who help black women take out their hair because it's a different level of service. Like I'm getting like attacked by these little like threads of hairs <laughs> that's falling on my skin, and I'm like, it's itchy, it's itchy. And she's like, I'm covered up. You should have wore long sleeves. And I'm like, I didn't say that. I said I don't feel it because I'm wearing long sleeves. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm helping this woman take her hair out. And <laughs> this it's just, woman? It's just not. It's just not ideal. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we found a new show we like. Yeah, we did find a new show. But it was cool time to spend together. And um, yeah. And I'm pregnant. See? <laughs> <laughs> when does the pregnant, like, okay, I get it. You're pregnant. What does it have to do with your arms? It has to do a lot with my arms, my back, my everything, like having my neck. Like right now, there's a huge knot in my shoulder, babe. All right. So let I got to go get somebody. When I see talking about village, one of our friends, I think they heard one of our podcast episodes. Oh, tell them why you're mad, babe. I think that was the one that we did. And then after that week after showed up at our house and just gave me a gift certificate for a massage. And yeah. I still have not used that. I don't our need friends to use it. Are, are, we have amazing friends. We have amazing friend. friends. We have amazing friends. We have amazing neighbors. We have amazing people in our lives. I'm not going to front. All right? Please don't front. I'm not going to front. Okay, then. But I love you. <laughs> and I love you. All right. All right. <laughs> Ask me how married I am so we can go. No, I got another one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being pregnant. Oh, my God. Oh, this babe, week. are you about to tell that story? That's embarrassing. All right. Well, I'm not going to say how. I'm just going to say what happened. Okay. Now, mind you, this is on October. This is on uh, April 26th. Mm-hmm. No, was it on the 26th or the 27th? The 26th. Okay. So the 26th. The we, Friday. We have a friend that's in town. RJ, um, my my graphic, our graphic designer, he's amazing. Um, and he's sitting there, and Yvette is sitting down, and she goes, babe, I can't get up. Mind you, we had been sitting at the table. I think I was sitting there for probably two hours straight. Yeah, she like, probably, I don't think I ever got up. Yeah, she was sitting down for a long time. Which means I wasn't drinking enough water because I should have been peeing. Yeah, so she she's sitting down for a long time, and this is the same woman who wakes up early to do all the things. Like, she's, like, killing it, planning for this thing. This woman cannot stand up. Not only can she not stand up, she can't walk. So. It was so bad, y'all. She was, like, 
I need you to pick me up. And I'm like, I don't know how that's going to happen because <laughs> I'm not in shape. I'm just going to tell you straight up and down, like, our, my, my homie JR been hitting me up like, yo, come to the gym. And I just been ducking his calls. <laughs> so I literally had to turn into a Hulk man. Not even a Hulk man. Oh, a, a dolly. A dolly. <laughs> <laughs> I put my hands behind her neck. And I, Can I tell them what happened? Is that TMI? I don't know. It's a grown folks podcast. So you act like you ain't want to tell the homies who were here. I didn't. But I really need people to understand what had happened. Okay, go ahead. It was like I had a Charlie horse in my vagina. Like, I was sitting there for so long, and it was just a stiffness. And if I moved the wrong way, it hurt. So it was like I had to maintain the seated position Mm -hmm. pretty much the whole time. Now, so I had to, like, put my hands behind her her sh- like her shoulders and kind of back up yeah and then i had to lift her up the stairs it looked crazy and the whole time matter of fact i'll throw some footage right <gasps> there so you can see it oh yeah you crazy nut yeah so anyway i'm wheeling her upstairs she can't do anything <laughs> it was so bad. And, then, and i don't even know like i don't know if you guys believe how bad it was it was bad it was but, just so bad yeah i did that <laughs> babe how married are you well, mine isn't ex- extravagant as yours, but this morning, Glenn woke up with a migraine, mm. and I really wanted to help him because I know how that works, and it sounded like it was allergies and migraine and a bunch of other stuff going on, too. So um, I started diffusing some peppermint oil, and then I went downstairs hoping that we had ginger tea or something, which we didn't, so I found another tea, and then I was going to put ginger in the tea but when i went into the refrigerator to get the ginger out the ginger had mold on it and i'm not gonna front if it was me i would probably just cut the ends off the, the mold <laughs> cut the mold off i would have <laughs> did that for myself and then put it in the tea but i didn't because that's just how married i am i didn't want to poison my husband accidentally i appreciate that use your ginger guys or it'll go bad <laughs> i know and then i read the little packaging and it says you should refrigerate, like use it within two weeks. Oh, okay. So that's something we need to pay attention to. All right. Well, because we ad- always adulting is fun. It is. Okay, y'all. And, and that's just, just how, how married, married we, we are. are. Yvette, Glenn, y'all better not go nowhere. Your podcast is amazing, man. And I probably speak for a lot of people. I see myself and my lady and you guys when I listen to your podcast. Y'all, y'all need to stop playing, man. Because I had the same issues. Um, I was back to back with my lady. Uh, we're now shoulder to shoulder. And I'm looking forward for us getting face to face.